Well, hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Purposeful Marketing Podcast. We've got Aaron and Mary today. Before I get to the topic, it's such a good topic. I'm a little excited for it. I do want to level set with the listeners because we may have some new ones. Um, although my calendar says December 2022, it's actually 2023. I'm just recording from the past. But if you're on this show today, on listening on your favorite podcast app, what we're trying to do is create a space where we can have some conversations, some dialogues about what impacts us most. You know, Aaron, Mary, and James, we love to ask the why. That's the big thing is not let's just how we do it, what we do, when we do it, but why do we do it? Through that question, that's where we're going to grow as marketers. That's where we're going to take that idea and apply it to the tactical practitioners and get better every day. Because if you're not asking the big questions and you're stuck in the small details, and what we want to do is kind of create that space for us to talk. So now that you're here, welcome. I do want to say this topic is our bread and butter of taking a very big topic and trying to deconstruct and break it down. And I'd like to thank Mary for posting about it today. And we'll put the um, post in the show notes as well. So the topic I present is we live in two worlds, the physical and the digital. Now, how does that impact us as buyers? I'll kind of talk a little bit and I'll kind of throw it Mary to talk more about why she wrote about this topic and why it's on her mind. I love this topic because where it takes my mind is that the physical world and digital world continue to come together. Again, it's 2023. There may be some technology or some events or some scenarios that may happen this year that I can't even predict, but they're going to combine the two. <laughs> and that's why it's so important for us to talk about it now. So I'm just going to throw it over to Mary. We have some more deconstructive, detailed topics we want to talk about, but give us a lay of the land. Why are you thinking about this, Mary? Yeah, so we get a lot of questions about why we do things the way that we do them at Gorilla. So why do we create content primarily for social media? Why do we distribute it on social media? Um, I think people are starting to be less of the social media is just for, you know, kids and teenagers. Like, I think we used to hear that um, more like two or three years ago. So I do think we're at a point where companies are starting to understand that fact that everyone is on social media, but we get, we just get a lot of questions, like, especially regarding other marketing tactics. So why is this better than a trade show? Why is this better than a brochure? Why is this better than, you know, X, Y, Z fill in the blank tactic. So that's really where this came from is just like, I wanted to help people understand why we run campaigns where we run them. But more importantly, and to your point, Erin, it's like, what are we actually saying in those campaigns? How are we communicating our message to buyers in a way that buyers want to absorb and engage with our content? So that's really where it came from. I was just like very frustrated by getting asked this question repeatedly. And I was like, that's it. I'm writing a post on it. Like, that's what we're going to do. Definitely, definitely. And I think the reality is in our space that Mary and I operate, which is industrial, for me, med device, professional services, pharmacology, these companies have not done this yet. And that's why we're having this conversation. And there's other industries that have SaaS, D2C, e-commerce, they're already doing this. But how I like to sum it up after reading your post is where you want your buyers to be is not the same as where they are. And that's what we're talking about is where they are and then how can we reach them and what do we reach them with? And again, you have to start with the why, because <laughs> right now people are going to tell you, we don't buy this way anymore. 
So the why has to answer that. Then what? Why? Why should we do this? We shouldn't. <laughs> you got to change the way you operate, the way you market, the way you tactically execute. So one of those ideas you had, that I do want you to break down because it's it's just fun and fascinating. It's like the idea of passive versus active consumption, like on these platforms. So I'll show it to you, Mary, and we can kind of take it away. Yeah, that sounds great. So, you know, we people spend more time in some digital spaces than others, right? So I broke down in my post, it's like, hey, they spend time gaming, they're going on streaming services, um, they're using online communities, they're on social media, they are in Google, they're on their work apps, like there are some places, big, big places where people spend most of their time. Um, and there's common threads in between those, right? So they want to be entertained. They want to be educated. They want to engage with a community. They, you know, have to use these for their job. So I use like Amazon as an example, like Amazon, I'm just using it because I, I need diapers. I need paper towels. I need, you know, a new sweater. I'm just going on Amazon and just, it's transactional, right? So Take a step. I think us as marketers have to take a step back and say, when people are in those channels, so what are they trying to do? What's their intent? And that's where I was like, okay, you know what? They're either passive or active, right? So they're either passively consuming content. And I would, you know, scrolling social media feeds, watching videos, I would say is passive or they're active. So the example I just used with Amazon, that's an active consumption. I am physically using this. I need to get something out of it. I'm engaging with different brands purposefully to do a thing, right? And this is why it's so important. You need to understand what people are doing in the channels where they're doing it. So, you know, we preach at Gorilla, social media is the place to be. You really have to be there. Your buyers are there. They spend a lot of time there, but people in social media are primarily passive, right? So your job as a brand is to educate and engage them and entertain them, sorry, because that's all they're doing. <laughs> they're not there to respond to you. They're not there to like you. They're not there to click onto your website. They're there to just scroll their feed and stop and peruse something interesting. And your goal is to move them from that passive stage to an active consumption stage. So to get them to engage with a content piece. Yeah, I love that. And I think you know, we've answered a question already, which is our buyers are here. Like that's not even the question anymore is our buyers are on social media. They're consuming content this way. Um, it is important with this conversation about creating passive and active content, because um, once I get into the digital space, we want to create the right type of content. I think that's where my mind is going with this conversation is, again, it's not that they're in these channels. It's they are in these channels. So therefore, what kind of content should we make? And right. Again, we, we do the same thing. You know, it's it's educational content. It's valuable content. What we understand is that people want to passively consume it this way. Or if they want to actively consume it, like they'll be part of our community in a very organic way. I think that's where um, I'll use another thing you've already posted this week about like content is just planning, creation, distribution. That's it. <laughs> that's kind of what we're talking about is like everyone's in these channels. We really want to talk about the type of content. We're outlining and aligning that's valuable and educational. We're going to create it. We're going to distribute it. Bam. That's what we do in the digital space. Um, I think sometimes it's overcomplicated and that's really all we need to do. But what's overcomplicating it is that original question is, are your customers in the physical and digital space and what do I do with it? Do you have any kind of response to what I'm thinking there, Mary? 
Yeah, I think you totally nailed it. And what bogs people down is the details, right? Then they get, it's okay, well, what type of content and how are we going to measure it? And how are we going to track results? And it's just, okay, take a step back, like stop yourself from overcomplicating it. It's just to your point, Aaron, it's not whether or not they're spending time on social media. They are. Go to Hootsuite's um, state of digital if you don't believe me. They're there. Okay. So you create content for that space. And it's not a matter of whether or not they're going to engage with it. They'll tell you if they're going to engage with it. And then you move on. Like, that's it. Like, you will see results come from that. I mean, if you want to be obsessed with attribution and do it, then you fall into bad habits. That's when you fall into bad practices is when you get obsessed and too bogged down in the details. And we've seen it happen with clients who've left because they're just, they can't wrap their minds around the fact that marketing could be as simple as communicating a message to clients or to, I'm sorry, to customers in a way that they enjoy consuming it and engage with a brand. Yeah. And again, it, what I like to offer to clients too sometimes and not to be comical, but it's like if people watch the TV more and listen to radio more, I would say we should be there. <laughs> but again, we're in the digital space. These are the channels that they want to be. It is our duty to give them the content they need yes. in those channels, in that format, in a passive and active way, depending on what we're doing. That's what I want the listeners to get out of this. So that's why I had to re-articulate it. Um, another idea I want to present because... Something we've really been trying at Proofpoint is almost inversing it. It's like, how can we use the digital to impact the physical? So I'll give a couple examples. Um, we do podcasts for all our clients, right? Because um, that's a good digital medium that we can serve in the channel where our customers are at digitally and they can consume it passively or actively however they want. We like to invite people on that, right? Now we're physically getting them there. Um, great. Now we start to build relationships at scale because these are the target customers we want to talk about, um, particularly with our customers, we invite their customers on to build that network, to again, reach more people in the digital space where they're at. And we did that to, again, get them physically there. But here's the other thing too, is also to do physical things. So we'll also send them a gift. And I think that's like something we don't, like we forget, right? Is yeah, we need all these leads and whatnot, but what if we just did something that's really traditional and physical? <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to send you a gift box that's personalize a little bit and it's going to build affinity, build a relationship and whatnot. Um, so I did want to offer that too, because it's not just we're only in the digital space at all. I think they can actually um, enhance each other a little bit. Do you have any thoughts to that, Mary? Yeah. I love that you framed it as relationship building because I think a podcast is a great example. We at Gorilla have like a community called Industrial Marketing Live that we foster and it's truly is like a phys like a both a digital and physical relationship building tool. Like um, we had Joe Sullivan, our founder, go talk at the Industrial Marketing Summit and he met people who attended Industrial Marketing Live and they came up to him like, I feel like I know you. Mm. Just stop right there. Like to, for somebody who is a part of a community or has heard your podcast um, or engaged with your brand in some way to come up to you and say, I feel like I know you. What more do you want? Like that's, that's it right there. So it's so powerful. And again, you have to be there to get to that moment. And our clients are not there. And that's why we're having this conversation. I do want to give another tactical idea about taking the digital into the physical. So something tactically that we've kind of preached, and I'm sure you've heard it from other podcasts is like, 
you should have a high intent landing page. Again, this landing page should serve testing your messaging. It should serve directing your target ICP there so they can raise their hand, talk to sales faster, right? So what we've done with those is like, tactically, yes, we're going to deploy them. But what those are is just conversation starter pages. You know, so we've actually relaxed some of the language on them. It's not a sales page anymore. We just know this is your digital conversation starting point. Great. You fill it out. Well, guess what? We're going to send you a physical gift. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying is they can work together hand in hand. And I also don't want to be a battle against each other. I think physical tactics and digital tactics, they both work. What we're saying is our clients have never started the, the digital tactics at all. <laughs> and that, that's our challenge, right? Yes. Any thoughts on that, Mary? No. Yeah. And I, I mean, just taking what you just said in that passive and active consumption lens. So you have your customers who are actively consuming, they come onto a podcast or they listen to your podcast, listening to a podcast is passive consumption. You are sending them a gift to move them to active consumption. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's a great cycle to filter all of your marketing efforts through and to filter it through. I think that in and of itself is such a huge step that B2B companies should start considering is taking it from the point of view of your buyer. So is my buyer passive or active? Why or why not? How can I help them in that stage that they're in? Yeah, that brings me to another thought too, again, with, um, I'll be critical of digital a little bit because <laughs> I yeah. think you can swing too far the other way as well. And I think what our clients do really well is they are talking to customers. They are out in the field um, in industrial. They're, they're out there with the machines, heavy equipment. They're out there um, you know, in the dirt digging, right? And they get great feedback from that. If you're stuck in the digital world too much, you don't get that powerful feedback. So that's why you just got to build things that are like physical and digital. Again, a great example, maybe for Industrial Marketing Live is um, you have your target ICP come to the digital space, right? They come to the Industrial Marketing Live um, twice a month. They get to hear you talk. They get to hear you solve their problems, their solutions. And then great. Now they have that moment with Joe, right? An actual physical space at a trade show. Like, oh man, that's just so great. But if you don't start, you can never get there. Um, my question for you, Mary, again, as a strategist, and you have to deal with this more of convincing people to start this. You know, what what are the pitfalls? What are the reservations? What do you often run into why, again, our clientele like just can't start this? Um, the website. <laughs> so the website, they just get way too obsessed with making sure all of the content only lives on their website or the types of content that they're putting out into the digital channels where people are spending time, AKA social media is just always like forcing them back onto the website. So I think that's what I run into more than anything is just saying, no, no, we need to create content for the channel, not just for your website, because in the end people are spending, you know, two, three, five hours on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, fill in the blank, and they're spending two to three minutes on your website. So you just, you have to create the content for the channel. Okay. I love that. Cause I think that's a challenge we face too. And, and how we've solved that is like, again, we'll use the podcast as our channel, right? Is our client may not have a good website. Great. The podcast is a physical and digital channel. We invite people on, we get content, we get audio, video, um, everything else, we can distribute that. But I think there is a point to be made that your website is your 24-7 salesperson. <laughs> and like, if it if it's outdated, if it doesn't have your strategic narrative, 
if there's nothing to do there, like that's kind of a missed opportunity in the digital space, I think, because it's almost like cutting off the phone for your salesperson in a way. So I, I just find that interesting. Um, any, any other comments or rebuttal to that? No, yeah, I think I think you summed it up well. Um, I love that you pointed out too. I think this was in a previous episode. You just said it like, you know, your website is your number one um, salesperson. It's working 24-7. That doesn't mean that you need all your content on your website, though. It means it should be your greatest conversion point. So once people have consumed the content on the podcast, on social media, um, videos, you know, wherever they're consuming the content that you're putting out, then they come to the website to talk to you, not to read more content. They're not coming to like browse your product pages. I mean, you should definitely have like some basic sales pages if you're in certain industries, like a who we help and how, our process and pricing, stuff like that. But your website is your conversion point. I really want to emphasize that. And I try and emphasize that with most of my clients too. Yeah. Okay. And that, I think that's a great example we can kind of break down too, because again, you need to set set these type of parameters so like people can have the conversation. I think in the physical and digital world, like physical world, you know, I'm going to go to the sales rep, I'm going to the distributor. Like that's where I'm going to have those conversations. I think people will fail in this in the digital world. Like I've made this comment before. I'm going to advocate for it again. It's like, you cannot have a contact page as your only point of sale. Your only conversion point is Mary's saying, because guess what? Everyone's going to come in that digital front door. If someone wants to sell you flowers, if it's another vendor, maybe it's a competitor, like they're all going to go through that one point on your website in the digital space. That's why you need a high intent landing page. That's why you need conversation page is what I'm calling them now. Like that's influencing, like taking the physical aspect and creating something better in the digital world. Like that's yeah. what we should be doing as we're having this conversation. So kind of to wrap us up here, I just wanted general predictions about this. Um, I can go first if you want me, Mary. But yeah. generally, you can take this anywhere you want. Like predictions, are our clients going to do it? Or what do you think is going to happen in this space of what we're talking about? Do we think there's going to be something new in digital that we're not thinking about? I'll just kind of open floor. Yeah, let's see. So there's a couple trends I'm noticing. I don't know if it's like necessarily a prediction. The trends I'm noticing in the slower moving B2B spaces that we're in, you know, medical device, me, it's industrial. Um, they are starting to come around to the website needs to be a specific place where I'm communicating a message and a story. They, we actually have people coming to us now saying we need a story. We need positioning. We need those foundational pieces. And that's like very refreshing to me because that's usually the hardest selling point. Usually they just want to get to campaigns. They want to see leads. They want to see results. Um, what I would call like more of the sexy marketing tactics, but it's very refreshing to start to see clients coming in saying, I know we need to start nailing down positioning and our story. I think that's great and succinct and really important is, again, once you understand your buyers on this channel, you have to say something meaningful. Like that's where the narrative comes in. That's where that storytelling comes in because humans, we love stories and that's how we buy. So I think that's a great one. What I'll add to that one is something I kind of already mentioned, but I think it's super important is, and I'll explain it this way is, at least with our professional services clients, understand what kind of content they can create. Like what's the unique content they can create? Professional service clients, they're used to talking to people, right? So we get them on the podcast. Um, if they were if they were SMEs that never talked to individuals, a podcast would not be the content format that I would choose for them to distribute in the digital space. I would 
um, choose an article, a case study or something, right? So I think that's the layer I want people to think about um, as predictions is, again, listen to this and say, okay, we need to be in these channels. Now predict like what's best for you. I think that's what we forget is you can certainly try to do everything. You do video marketing, you do podcasting, you do all that, but you taking Mary's narrative comment content, it's like, what is most unique to you and what can you achieve the most and what makes the most sense for you? And maybe podcasting, and maybe articles. I think when we try to force ourselves to do other things, it doesn't always play out. Right. Um, any thoughts on that, Mary? No. Yeah. I think, I think you summed it up well. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. I think it's a fun episode. I wish James was here. I think he would have some philosophical things to say about the physical and digital space. So um, James, if you're listening, throw it out there on LinkedIn. I, I know you will, buddy. Um, thank you listeners. Again, you can find this on Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, Google, throwing episodes on YouTube, older episodes. We are taking guests. We have some books. We have some lined up. If you'd like to jump on and have conversations like these, how they relate to marketing, we'd love to have you. So I'll leave you with that. Um, really think about the physical and digital space because um, we live in both um, both worlds at the same time. And Mary, I appreciate you for writing this thought-provoking post and have a good one, everyone.